You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hi, this is Steven from Geek Elite Media, and I want to tell you about Cuts by Candace, a hairstylist that'll work with you to get just the right look. After growing my hair out for years and years, Candace was the only stylist I trusted to cut my luscious locks. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of April 2019, and you'll get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram, and start looking the best you, you can. here on the convention floor of Mission Viejo Library Comic Con and I have with me Michael Masakawa. Close enough? Close enough. Okay, I mean, I've had the same thing happen my whole life with people messing up my last name, so I don't want to mess up yours. No worry, Masakawa is fine. All right. I was actually, uh, when I was younger, um, I would try to correct people and I'd give up and I'd correct people and I'd give up. And I went to college and I met a man um, who was from uh, Guam and he was like, oh, Masakawa. You know, you've been saying it wrong your whole life. What are you talking about? He's like, well, you shouldn't really pronounce it the U. It should be Moskawa. And I was like, okay, I give up. I give up. So I'm very forgiving with other people. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I've I've gotten a lot of different pronunciations throughout my ears too. And uh, um, but you happened to come up to the con today, and uh, you had with you um, some samples of uh, a web comic you're doing, and uh, it's called Best Efforts. It's called Best Effort. Best Effort. Um, and it's uh, I thought it was pretty good. It's pretty funny, you know. Oh, thank you very much. It's, I it, appreciate it's, that. It's it's very cute. It's got the whole um, family vibe going on to it. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, I started it as a way to just kind of tell my stories about this goofy stuff that happens to me as a parent. Um, I I'm a professional software engineer, uh, but I like to draw and I and I have all these stories to tell. And as a parent, there is stuff happens to you that you would not believe it's just ridiculous um, and at the same time that stuff happens to all the other parents too uh, and so I, I figured that people would relate and I hope that other people would be uh, amused and entertained and all the non-parents say wow you're exaggerating a lot aren't you I'm like, <laughs> you'd be surprised <laughs> so. now okay so then you I mean obviously you, you just said that you you're you're an engineer a software engineer. software engineer I actually work for Google so really that's awesome um, but what what made you want to start up a I mean obviously you said because of uh, going being a parent and stuff like that but like why was that the the venue the, the medium you wanted to do it so as a parent um, a lot of I, I like a lot of things I love playing video games I love watching TV um, reading comics and uh, as I became a parent um, my free time started to melt away and before my eyes and so I didn't really have time to go to the theater watch movies uh, read so many books but I did find that I had enough time to look at a funny picture and laugh at it for a little bit mm-hmm. and I thought okay this is a really dense medium it can convey a lot in one picture and some words um, and it can make people laugh and they enjoy that and that's something that I wanted to um, be a part of uh, I really like making people laugh it feels really good um, when you make someone laugh uh, if people are laughing at you, uh, that's not so good. Right. Uh, and so being on the other end of that um, definitely is a really kind of positive experience for me, and I, I love doing that. So, was there is are we following a main character in the comic, or are we? Is it more of a different thing every day? So the comic is um, it's on uh, Tapastic or Tapas. Um, 
And uh, it follows the like kind of kooky adventures of my family. So there's four characters that are roughly analogous to the real characters. So there's um, husband, dad, um, <laughs> wife, mom, kid one, and kid two. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also some uh, secondary characters that are pseudo-recurring. So uh, I actually have a pet um, plant uh, named Lily. Uh, and this is a real plant that I actually have. Um, so uh, she is a, a Saracenia. She's an insectivore plant. Mm. Uh, this is a minor plot point in one of our story arcs because uh, my wife raises bugs. Okay. So she is a monarch farmer and she raises a bunch of California native plants and she fills um, her, her milkweed brings all the bugs to the yard. Right? <laughs> so, uh, And then I happen to separately be raising plants that eat bugs. And this naturally causes some tension. Um, and so, actually, this is, this is, this is Lily right here. So, um, so you see Lily has a potted plant, but she also has has a uh, robot mech suit, oh. uh, which shows up in, uh, it's not a recurring thing, but it was kind of a gag that I put into one of my um, episodes. Uh, but but the real Lily uh, is one of my good friends, and so in real life, uh, I have to feed her ants, so I take her out to hunt. Uh, we hang out uh, and we talk, so it's, it's only exaggerating a little bit. Sorry. Uh, but, so, when you, when you decided to come up with these little stories, and you, you made it so that your your it's your family and stuff did you did you feel the need to i don't know either either exaggerate stuff or bring it down so, uh, a little bit of both right so um the way i talk and the way i tell stories is very hyperbole um and and there's a format that i use for some of these which is um it's kind of you know like this real thing that happened to me it feels just like this crazy thing happens right um so actually and so one of these uh episodes that i brought with me um, there's a, it cuts out to this desert scene, uh, and there's footprints, and mm-hmm. uh, off in the distance is a pyramid and a, the silhouette of a sphinx, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it cuts over, and there's this giant sphinx with baby features on it, and it says, answer my riddle, mortal, or face my eternal fury. Uh, and then it cuts to my character, who is confused. Right. And it says, um, okay. I guess. And then it cuts back to the baby sphinx and it says, What is small like a monkey and crunchy but soft and sweet but not like sweet, you know? <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, what? It, do you want cookies? Like animal crackers or something? And then from there it cuts back to reality where um, my son has a, like a rag on his head and he's just screaming. He's like, no, dad, I want to eat the crunchy monkeys. And I'm just on the table, just sad. I have no idea what you want for breakfast. Um, because, and then here's your son right here. The crunchy monkeys. And here he is right now. That's right. And, so, yeah, and so in this story, like, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm like, oh, it's like these, telling me these weird indecipherable riddles and all I want to do is feed them breakfast. Um, and, and yet this is actually what happened to me. I, I, I so. get it. And that's... That's. I mean, obviously, that's. Uh, that's how you're feeling. You're. You're hyper. hyper Hyperbolizing. Hyperbolizing. Thank you. You know, uh, it's. It is answering the Sphinx riddle, even though it's just dealing with your side. Yeah, and there's some that I pull, and I have to actually in the comments say, no, no, this is literally the dialogue that happened to me. You think I'm making this up? <laughs> but I mean, and, and and that's great. It's it's great to be able to pull from your life and do something like that. So. Um, is how does it differ creating these stories from your everyday life your your normal nine to five job so my normal nine to five uh, I'm a software engineer I, I work with computers and I work with people mm-hmm. and sometimes I prefer the computers because uh, <laughs> if uh, I, I know how to fix them they they have rules and people don't they one are plus one is always going to be two right. whereas two with people it might equal four for some yeah. reason 
Yeah, yeah. And um, but at work, I also I love telling stories. And so at lunchtime, I'm always the guy who's sharing these kind of goofy stories. Um, and I actually use that um, as kind of a, a practice ground for for my jokes and my stories to see what what resonates with people and what do people really appreciate and stuff. Um, what does that have to do with my actual uh, writing software? Uh, no. That, that <laughs> <laughs> so okay, then that's that's a great question. Like. Uh, Obviously, you probably have plenty of stories you pull from your own family, but uh, do you ever, t- when you're talking to your friends or coworkers or something like that, do you, you pull in some of their experiences with their children as well? Um, I definitely uh, listen. Some of my friends have some amazing stories too. Um, and this particular series is mainly about the things that happened to my family, um, but I like to find things that do resonate with other people. Right. So I may not take their story, but I might emphasize something that is apparently not just me, right? Like, this is something that parents everywhere happens to them. Right. Uh, and sometimes I do ask that. I was like, is it just me? Or does it always seem like, you know, they keep changing their mind or something, right? Like, <laughs> what is the deal with kids, right? Um, and they're like, oh, no, it happens. It happens. So. Uh, okay, so did you always have a... Uh an, uh, an idea, or not an idea, but a feeling that you want, this is something that you wanted to do, like drawing, coming up with stories this way, like obviously you went into a very technical field, but this is a more creative endeavor. It is. Uh, and so when I was younger, my mom was very encouraging and she signed me up for a bunch of art classes. And, and if we lived here in Mission Viejo, we would totally have been at the Mission Viejo Library yeah, Comic Con. That's right. Um, and my kids are the today, right? <laughs> um, and so we, we did a bunch of that and she really wanted to encourage my creativity. Um, but I also was like a very reserved child. Um, I, I read a lot of books. I played a lot of video games. I didn't go outside too much, right? Um, and so I was very well suited for playing video games and writing code and stuff. And that was actually something that she did. Um, we, we had a strict cap on how many video games we could play per day. Uh, and then I said, well, you know, I was maybe 12. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what if I'm, I'm making a video game, right? I'm, I'm writing computer code, right? I'm writing uh, Can't a, argue a with program. That. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you could do that. You could do that all day. <laughs> and my brother said, well, can I also do that? My younger brother. Uh, she says, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And I said, well, but if he's making a game, how do we know if it works unless someone tries it? And she says, okay, I guess you could you could test his game. It's and my brother says, but obviously I would need to try his game too. <laughs> She's like, okay. So, like, so we have an unlimited amount of time to make and test video games. And so we thought we tricked her. But she actually tricked us into being really good software engineers. There you go. So that kind of launched my career as a, a programmer. Um, and so, so even though uh, like art was something that I, I enjoyed, I kind of took a break for a while. Um, I, I went to school. Uh, I, I kept doing some creative projects, but um, I mean, art is a huge field, right? And and it takes hours and hours of practice. And I, at the time, I wasn't really up for that. And then later in life, um, now that I'm an adult, I realized that I I make all my own choices, right? If something's important, <laughs> act like it's important, right? There you go. Uh, and so I've always wanted to start a web comic. Um, and and uh, it's just kind of a fun thing, right? Like, oh, it'd be really fun to do this, but I mean, you know, no, I, I don't. What? What do you know? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not, I haven't chosen to do it, right? And so I buckled down. I was like, I'm going to start. I'm just going to do it. Um, so uh, it is very different from my normal job. And um, I mean, my normal job pays really well and I have kids and they like eating food. Um, <laughs> and so uh, someday I hope that I could transition this to being full-time, but for now, I mean, it, it's a for fun thing. So. And, and did, while you were at school and college, did you take any classes that would help benefit this as a particular as opposed to what you eventually ended up doing i did take one class so the art classes at uh uc irvine uh go anteaters um <laughs> the art classes at uc irvine were really impacted so a lot of people wanted to take these classes and um, they were very they're taught by very good teachers um and uh it, it took uh until my senior year before i could actually get in the class mm. um so i took a, a basic drawing class 
Um, and the teacher, um, Mara, uh, was her name. And uh, she was a great teacher. I really loved working with her. Um, and the way she described it was, we are, we're going to practice putting on your underwear. This is not put on your pants. This is not put on your shirt. This is, we're going to start with just underwear, right? It is the very basics of drawing. But um, it, it really took it back to the fundamentals, right? So um, the use of space, uh, negative space, shadow, light, uh, all the kind of stuff that you really do need to, to know. And so that, um, it, it was great to learn for reals. Um, how to do all these things, but it also illustrates um, how much there is to learn, uh, and so it inspired me to, to continue learning and learning and learning. So, awesome, yeah. I mean, it obviously you go to college, you're, you're you're there for a certain thing, but it's awesome to be able to round out your education with uh, you know other things that you're interested in. So, um, what has been the biggest surprise for you or obstacle in doing this in, in doing this side adve- ad- adventure? Um, so definitely finding the time and energy. So I, I, I always thought I, I'm busy, I'm a parent, I've got a lot going on in my life. It's hard to find time. The other thing is energy. Mm-hmm. So there will be, I have a half an hour and you're just lying there and your brain is turned off and you can't move your arms. And you're like, well, I have the time, kind of, but I can't turn this into an entertaining piece of art, right? Um, and so trying to find that energy also uh, has been really, really rough. Um, I follow a bunch of um, uh, other great artists on, on uh, you know, YouTube and online and stuff. Uh, and Brooks Eggleston, uh, character designer, had some great advice, which is basically, wake up early, do the thing you want in the morning, and then you'll feel good about it all day, oh. rather than ending the day by being sad that you're too tired. Because <laughs> you're going to find time to you know, do the dishes and fold your laundry, and you're going to go to work that day. You know that. Right. But the thing that you don't know is whether you're going to work on your comic, right? Um, and so I tried that, and so I had to wake up super early, uh, and it was a little funny because the kids already wake up super early, <laughs> and they come down to try to play video games before we wake up. And they saw me down there, and they're coming down like, oh, we're going to go play video games, and oh, hey, Dad, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm like, I'm awake to try to be productive when you're asleep. He's like, well, I'm awake so that I can play video games while you're sleeping. <laughs> so uh, it's been a little bit interesting. Uh, speaking of which, the kids are sort of in my comic, right? right. I, I don't use their real names, but it's pretty obvious that they're my kids. And um, now they're getting old enough to read my comic, and they have thoughts about this. Do they? Yeah, so, uh, so the younger one will see it, and, and he's like, what are you doing, Dad? I'm like, oh, I'm just drawing some... Uh, you know, random pictures about no one in particular. Oh, is, is that me? Is that me? That's not what I do. I'm like, ah, that's kind of what you do. It's like, why is that guy yelling no, no a lot? I'm like, because I, I yell at no a lot. <laughs> Maybe not out loud, but right. in my head, I yell no a lot. Yeah. And then the older one can actually read now, so he's reading the words, too. So back when it was just the pictures, I could pretend like it was about anything. Right. But now he's like, no, Dad, it says that it's about this and this and this. So, so uh, okay, then... Uh, do th- with their, I, I assume they're giving you notes now at, at some point to be like, this is this isn't what I'm gonna do. This isn't who I am. Uh, how how seriously are you gonna take that? Well, so it's always been I have this plausible deniability because like, well, obviously you're not a sphinx for real. Right. This is just a hypothetical family that happens to look a lot like us. <laughs> um, so I, I'm not really sure what to do when they get older, older because um, they may not want to be in my comic, um, which is kind of a bummer because uh, I'm sure they're going to continue doing comic worthy things exactly. as they get older. Um, and it's sort of been my my way of kind of coping maybe, but also sharing and uh, processing the things that happens to me. Um, I, I do have a lot of other ideas for just, you know, stories uh, like 
fictional stories, long form stuff, and um, that's a completely different set of skills that I'm trying to work <laughs> on. Um, so, so don't worry, I will continue to try to make things. Um, but I, I've really like come to grown to love my series. It, it was um, it started off as just practice because I had infinite material. Um, and it also uh, it helps me process like weird and frustrating things that happen to me. Right. Yeah. Because even though like I'm miserable at the time, I'm like well at least this will be funny later. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I mean, is is it somewhat therapeutic then? Is, is I it think al- so. Allows you to work through it. Yeah. There's a there's a great um, cartoonist Chris Grady who writes Lunar Baboon, um, and he actually started his comic in a similar. He was one of my inspirations actually, but um, he he suffers from depression, and so he literally writes comics to cope with his crippling depression mm-hmm. um, and it has been a very uh, amazing journey to watch him um, but he has a similar setup where he he writes about kooky stuff that happens to his family and he hyperbolizes and he tells stuff but he has just a really fun uh, way of making comparisons and things like that so so okay then what are what are some of your inspiration uh, artists or comic book writer wise uh, mm-hmm. what who, who is it that you look to look to when you were creating um, yeah, so definitely uh, Lunar Baboon is one of um, uh, the great parenting uh, things. Uh, foul language uh, is another one uh, in which the, the main character is a duck. Uh, he, he draws himself as a duck, and his kids are little ducks that do terrible things to his house. <laughs> um, and so uh, I love that. Um, I, I read a lot of other um, web comics, um, and I follow, like I said, uh, online. So uh, Jazza uh, is um, Draw with Jazza is a YouTube channel. Um, Chris. Uh, um, uh, Brooks Eggleston, uh, character designer, um, Mark Crilly. Um, these are some really great uh, resources for anyone who wants to learn to draw and to make comics and design characters and tell stories. Um, and so just kind of watching them. And they've been so, they're so positive, right? Um, because in art is such a weird journey. Um, in, in sports, it's literally a competition to see who can make, you know, score more points or run faster. Right. Um, art, there are art contests to see who wins prizes. And that's the thing because artists need to eat and make money too. But I, I think that there's room in the world for people to make different kinds of art. Um, it, it's not like one painter is the best, right? There are people that do different kinds of things and do different kinds of stories. Um, and, and I really think that there's room for everyone. And so to watch these great artists want to share what they've learned and to encourage other people to make new things, um, this is a really encouraging part of the journey. So Yeah, there's no traditional finish line for in, in art kind of yeah. like that. So, uh, And then, I mean, obviously I can't sit here this whole interview and not... Uh, mentioned the fact that you're dressed up as the Dread Pirate Roberts here today. I am. And uh, I mean, I've, I met you, met your wife. She's she's Princess Buttercup. Mm-hmm. You have your two kids. Your oldest is, is Mario from Super Mario Brothers and your youngest is a boomerang brother. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you, your creative outlets don't, aren't just in the, the comic book or comic strip wise uh, web comic kind of thing, but you do love, love to do cosplay too. Mm-hmm. Like, like what, what, uh, what are some of the best things that you've done, or you, you've you've loved to do cosplay? Cosplay, yeah. Um, so we've we've done a few of these. Um, we have this pretty cool steampunk costume that we did, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that was when our oldest son was a baby. He was like nine months old, and so we brought him to work for the Halloween you know party. And we he, he's a baby. He can't stop us, right? <laughs> so we put this cute little um, steampunk hat and goggles. He had this tiny little hat and his little outfit. And I made him these goggles, but they were not functional. Uh, they were painted over so that he'd be reflective but he can't actually see out of it so I wanted him to like I'm going to blind you temporarily it'll be an awesome picture just stay here and the baby's just like no 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 my survival skills tell me to not let you do this to me right Um, so we love those costumes 
Um, we did. Um, my wife actually, she was a Pokemon, and I was a trainer at. Uh, we went to Anime Expo once. Nice. Um, I did um, a Fallout Vault Dweller costume, um, which was kind of fun. That was back when Fallout Three was was new, and so um, I, I loved that one because. Uh, in the game Fallout, you're, it's a post-apocalyptic survival game. You, a lot of the weapons you have are from the garbage heap. You, you make a sword out of metal and crap and, and, and uh, junk that you cobble together. Um, and that's kind of how I made it. So uh, all of the armor is from stuff I took out of my garbage. You know, <laughs> and I like cut it up and spray painted it. And I had like um, uh, a milk uh, gallon that I cut in half, and that was my shoulder armor. Nice. Uh, and I had like a Gatorade bottle that I cut in half to make my Pip-Boy. Um, so that was pretty fun. Uh, I really liked that. So, Okay, I mean, I, I, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for coming on here and talking to us about uh, your comic strip and, and things you like to geek out about. Where is the best place that people can come find you online or see your comic? Yeah, um, so it's called Best Effort. Um, it's on uh, Tapas and... Um, I uh, yeah, and, and my, my name is Feldspar uh, on on Tapas. So if you search for best effort comic, uh, it should come up. All so right. Thank you very much. I really appreciated talking to you. It's been fun. So this is Mitch down here on the convention floor of uh, Mission Viejo Library Comic Con in Mission Viejo, California, saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.